Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name's Robbie Angle, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? True Face equips you to experience deeper relationships with God and others, experiencing a, a, a fullness of the peace and the freedom of the original good news. And we hope to help you do that by equipping you with a toolbox of teachings and experiences to help you become more fully known and fully loved and fully alive. And today I have a friend, an old friend. We've been friends now for probably eight or nine years, right, John? Yeah, I, I believe so. Gosh, every time I, I, I hang out with you, John, it is I walk away encouraged and blessed. You're a good 10 years older than me. Um, you are a season ahead, and you have, have been a model and an encouragement to me uh, of faithfulness and leadership and courage. And uh, yeah, I'm just thankful for you, and it's been fun hanging out this morning. And I'm excited uh, for my True Face friends to meet you on the podcast. So th- thanks for joining us, man. Well, I'm, I'm honored to be here, excited to be here. Love you, Robbie. Love, uh, love what True Face is doing and love the impact uh, that it has on people's lives. Ultimately, for God's glory. Amen. Uh, so John Burroughs is, um, it, it's an S, right? No, no S. John no Burroughs. John yeah. Burrow. John Burrow. Jeez, no I'm S. a terrible friend. I, yeah. It's always John Burroughs in my head. Uh, John Burrow is is a mountain of a man. Um, he, he has had a, a really successful life. And before I introduce you, um, a, a lot of us come to the end of ourselves and what the world offers and the lies of what the the world can offer us to meet the longings of our heart we we that always comes up wanting right the evil one promises stuff low grade whispers good stuff successes he has different ways to help us um be uh tricked into the world meeting the longings of our heart and a lot of us come to the end of ourselves and the end of that lie and, and turn to trust God more fully and to, and to seek after what he has to offer through failures and through hardship or through addictions or whatever, difficulty and brokenness. And some of us, God knows what we need, and he loves us so much that he lets us come to the end of ourselves through successes. Um, and and that, that's a more unique case. Um, and that was part of my own life of my series of brokenness was in amazing ministry successes. I'm a missionary in Northern Pakistan, all these grants, doing amazing stuff for God, and it was the most broken season of my life because that was where God revealed to me um, my how it's easier for me to earn and to strive um, and to please God than it is to trust Him and receive His love. So much easier for me to wake up and do for God than receive His love. Uh, that takes humility, and and my pride is pretty pretty significant and more comfortable in control and earning. And, and so I've been working on that for 20 years. And, and when we met, you were sharing your story of, of your longings and your love for Christ, um, really growing through successes, which is a, a different way that God pursues us sometimes. And so that was a long intro to say, uh, John's been married to Lori for 20 years. You got two kids, 15 and 16 um, you have brains and brawn. Uh, you you grew up on the West Coast, Wyoming, right? You're yeah. like a good old no. country boy. Out in the mountains of Wyoming. Out in the mountains. Then you played ball at the U. University of Wyoming. Yep. That's right. <clears throat> That's how we refer to it. You know, We <laughs> refer to it out there as the U because it is 
the only university in Wyoming. There you go. There you go. You, you played uh, defensive end. You were like a physics major. So brains and brawn, whole package. Uh, then you went to the NFL. You were drafted by the Falcons. How many seasons did you play? You were Falcons, Vikings, and Rams, yeah, right? Yeah, I was here in Atlanta for four seasons and then spent the next three up in Minnesota. Um, I did not play one of those years as I was recovering from my second ankle surgery mm-hmm. uh, up there and then caught one more year with the Rams before it retired. So so then you retire and then you go start a successful for-profit company. Uh, you lead that as CEO for a while, and then you went into a leadership role in missions, in, in global missions organization. In the past couple of years, you've been CEO of a, a second kind of global stint outreach uh, ministry called HOI. Um, and, and now you're in transition and in a season of prayerful for what, praying what God has um, next for you. But that that's a, a unique journey of not easy, <laughs> but successes and blessings and identity like the evil one's so good you know like he'll mm-hmm. he'll mess with our identity in different ways um and i i wanted to bring you on um to for my own uh selfish reason that i wanted uh to process more like t- i wanted to hear more of your journey of identity and what god saw you through different chapters of kind of your story and this adventure that god's had you on yeah god is um it's amazing on the journey of life that we get to go through. Um, and often we can't understand the impact of that journey without perspective of being able to look back on it and mm-hmm. see the history of of that life that God has blessed us with. And it allows us to actually see the beauty of it, the triumphs and the heartbreaks. I mean, because there, there's... there's I, there's not only successes, uh, there's some some real challenges and struggles in the midst of everything too. Um, but but being able to look at a segment of your life mm. and see it with perspective of zoomed out and see the goodness and the grace of God on your life and the direction that he moves you in your life and the experiences he allows you to have it is it is to me it's just amazing and so much of that really really starts forming your identity right mm-hmm. and it starts forming your identity of what what is your self worth what is your your dna really what drives you and what makes you up and and it's only with perspective sometimes that we can see really what that is because sometimes when we're in the midst of a season of a life and in the midst of working a job or whether it's family or whether it's we're growing something or growing a company, so much of, of who we are gets tied into what we do. Hmm. And and oftentimes it's hard to see with perspective or hard to see through a lens that's, that's something much, much greater than that. Hmm. Um, and so much of the world will 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 push an identity into you or push the self-worth or push achievement or push success or push perspective uh, up through a lens of what you're going through at that time. And it's hard to step back out and look at a broader lens and say, man, there is a God who loves me. There's a God who cares for me. There's a God who has been guiding and directing me through relationships and experiences and successes and failures that is really revealing himself more and more to me 
each and every day. So Gosh, um, ho- hold on. I think we're going to wrap up the podcast right there because I got what I needed. I, I here's what I just heard. Uh, I don't know if it was you or the spirit that I, I sometimes put some pressure on myself to figure out what God's teaching me right now, where I'm at, what he's doing. Um, and in, in, instead it's like, no, that'll come with hindsight, but it doesn't mean I haven't, that the, the process is what God's doing in my heart and teaching me and mm-hmm. his grace has me constantly learning and hindsight will give me clarity of words, but like the clarity of that with hindsight is beautiful and amazing to praise him. But the work was done in the moment, whether I was aware of it or not. Yeah. So where I'm at right now, I just heard you tell me is that, look, Robbie, you don't need to figure out why or what your God's teaching you right now. Cause he's doing something in you, whether it's clear or not. Um, yeah. and the richness is he loves you and he's doing something with you right now where you're at. And it might, it, it'll be clear with hindsight cause that just comes, but man, that was freeing. Even that of like, Oh, he's doing something good, bad. God is dream. at work. He is ah. always at work. And I, I think that's one of the things that God has allowed me to see through my experiences in global missions. Hmm. And, you know, I know you've had an opportunity to travel to a lot of places around the world. Um, God has blessed me with that opportunity to travel to a lot of places around the world and to see him at work Hmm. in the lives of his people that he has created, that he desires deep relationship with, Hmm. whether it be in the Middle East or Southwest Asia or Southeast Asia or Africa or Central America, but to see the work that he's doing in their lives it, it starts opening your eyes up to, man, the, the God that I thought who spit the stars in the skies and created the heavens and earth, he is so much bigger than I could ever imagine. And that's, and, and that's one of those things that I think I've gained through perspective, hmm. that he is always at work and he is always in the process of, of changing, impacting, growing, challenging, um, disciplining sometimes uh, people. But he's at work in their lives. And, and if I look back at my experience in my journey over my life, there are certainly seasons of my life that I either didn't think he was involved or didn't know that he was involved. But as I look back with perspective, he was so integral in the midst of creating mm-hmm. and loving and, and, and showering me with grace in different mm-hmm. ways. Whether that grace led to a hardship or success. Yeah. But... Only with perspective could I see that now. Yeah, Un- unpack some of that hindsight. Like what? Unpack some of that journey, that that identity work. Uh, yeah. that he's taught you with with clarity of hindsight. Yeah, so I was a I was a kid. I was I was born in the mountains of Wyoming. I mean, I I grew up in the Wyoming wilderness, so to speak. I mean, my family. Uh, I mean, I grew up in a double wide. We didn't have anything of monetary value that you'd really, you know hang your hat on, but Mm. we never lacked for anything, Mm. man. I grew up hiking, hunting, fishing, climbing. My entire childhood was, was growing up in the mountains of Wyoming. Um, and I loved it. I mean, it, Mm. it gave me such, uh, amazing, amazing experiences in so many different ways. And, uh, you know, had an opportunity to go to college, thankfully. And, uh, uh, you know, finished my college at the U university of Wyoming, or as we call it, by God, Wyoming, out in Wyoming. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had a chance to to play professional sports. Obviously, this is something that a lot of kids dream about when they're young. And all of a sudden, I, I end up getting drafted by the Falcons. And obviously, this is quite a while ago. I'm a little longer longer in the tooth now. Uh, still young at heart, though, Robbie. Still That's young right. at heart. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and um, was able to experience some some good success uh, in football. I mean, we we had we had some challenging teams here in Atlanta. I know that no Atlanta Falcon fan would agree with that. It's always been you know sunshine and sailing uh, with Atlanta Falcons. That's right. But no, we we actually had some challenging teams, but we also had some really good success too. As a rookie, we were in the playoffs, and in my fourth year here in Atlanta, we had a chance to to play in the Super Bowl. What year was that? Uh, that was '98. Okay, um, we played the Denver Broncos, thirty-four um, <clears throat> nineteen. We lost. And I'm still not over that. I don't <laughs> think. No, I am. Um, but. Uh, you know, that was an amazing experience. And I look back at my journey and a life of experiences, and God has allowed me to experience so many things. Growing up in a double wide, not thinking that I would ever get a chance to to see the U.S. And, you know, mm. I got a chance to play in, you know, most major cities and in stadiums. And, and uh, you know, we were down in Miami for that Super Bowl, and it was an amazing, amazing experience. But God had given me perspective. I grew up in a family where where we were introduced to Jesus in a, in a young age we went to church um it was dysfunction of course as in every single family in every single church um but uh i started to hear and this was really from my father is my father who was planting the seeds all along my dad has got a sweet faith he's got a he's a, been a follower of Jesus for the vast majority of his life and he's just got a beautiful beautiful faith and and he introduced us to that when we were young. And so I had that groundwork and that framework. And I'd, I'd run away from that mm. uh, in college for a while. God really brought me back um, to understanding his his fullness of grace mm. in college, right towards the end of college before I got to Atlanta. And so I had this, this basis of understanding of who God was, who God designed me to be, and who I am in him. Mm. And, uh, you know, fast forward, we're playing in the Super Bowl and uh, the build up to the, the, you know, we win the NFC championship game against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and it's two week period of time in there and the build up. And I was like, man, I'm fine. I'm playing in the Super Bowl. This is something I've dreamed about as I was a kid. I grew up, we were throwing footballs in the backyard with my brother. I played high school. I played college. I mean, man, this is it. This is it. This is this yeah. is what it, it is all about. I mean, I have I'm reaching the absolute pinnacle of what it is, and uh, we go about the preparation for that week and practice. And I was like, man, that's this is it. But that really kind of just seemed like another practice. Mm. Next practice, man, this is it. Yeah, that was more like just a regular practice, mm. you know. And the build up and the build up and the media and all that and the media day and all those kind of things. And I was like, man, we go down to Miami, we're down there, we're doing our final preparations before the game. And I'm like, man, this is it. This is everything I've been dreaming. I, I got to achieve and I'm, I'm living it now. This is amazing. And uh, I can remember vividly uh, from, from so many years ago, I can remember the opening kickoff. And, and I was a defensive end. Uh, as I told you before, it's always better to be the hammer than the nail. Um, and, but I was also on a kickoff return team in the wedge. And I can remember that opening kickoff of the Super Bowl, and it was mm-hmm. awesome, man. Uh, you know, Kiss just got done rocking the house in the pregame. Cher sang the national anthem. We start the game, the kickoff, and that ball starts flying in the air, and the entire stadium just lights up in this flash photography. And it's just a surreal moment. Mm. And 
ball comes down, boom, game's on, you know, and all throughout the game. And then you're just in the game, you know, you're just competing. And it's like, man, it's just, it's another battle. And it's, it's a, another war in the trenches. And, you know, we play the game and we end up at the end of that game. Uh, Denver had a, a great, that was Elway's last year, you know, and he, um, um, they end up beating us. Um, and the final whistle blew mm. confetti flying all over the fields, you know, and I'm standing out on the field, um, uh, at that time. And I'm going, man, this, this is, this, this was it. This mm. is, was it. And I'm like, it was just another game. Mm. It was an amazing experience. It was an amazing adventure. It was an amazing, um, achievement, but the game is over. Mm. Whether you win or lost, sure, we would have loved to win, but the game was over. Yeah. And literally within two weeks, they were talking about who was going to repeat the next year. And I'm like, a life's dream to get to a place to where you play in a game and reach the pinnacle of achievement, and I got a chance to experience that. And and I'm going, is this it? Mm. Is this all it was? Mm. All the work? All Is this it? And I think that allowed me, God just allowed me to just experience at that point that he has something so much greater. Mm. And and I can remember standing on that field and watching the confetti fly and just thinking, man, is this it? I am so thankful that it's not. I'm so thankful that I serve a God that is so much bigger than this game or this industry or this profession that I've chosen. Mm. Um and it, don't get me wrong, I love the experience. It was amazing. It was uh, amazing to be a part of the team, the culture. That's year, you know, uh, a coach that I love, Dan Reeves, um, who passed away this year. I mean, I loved Dan. I loved his his heart for his players. Uh, he, he loved us as people first versus players. And I loved his heart and his journey. He had a heart attack that year. Um, came back and coached us in through the playoffs to into the Super Bowl. I mean, it was just an amazing journey. Um, and and so I don't take anything away from the journey, but I realize now with perspective, and I was able to gl- glimpse at just a moment when I was there that, man, this this ain't it. This personal mm-hmm. achievement, this, this personal or what the world thinks identifies success or identifies you as a successful person, man, that ain't it. That ain't it. Um, that, this, go ahead. The Super Bowl. I I love this story, and I I found myself just thinking when you just said uh, he has something greater than this. I said I I asked myself, do I actually believe that? Mm. Because right now, as quick as I just thought that, there are three things I'm looking forward to as the next. Thing because there's like longings, like these are good desires God puts in my heart. But I just, like we're going to family camp next week, and I've been waiting for a month for like family camp, and we have a project launch that you work that we've worked about ten months on as a team coming out in a couple months. So it's like this this waiting and anticipation and lack of contentment and lack of presence in my life of like the practices waiting. Like mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that project launch, and then. Uh, you know, I've got a next monetary um, investment kind of thing I'm waiting to hit and get to. And I mean, it's low grade. I'm comparing myself to the Super Bowl practice, but is that the same principle of like, 
do I believe like the 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 pull towards the some something is gonna be met by this thing, which is natural, but man, he has something so much greater. How do I remember that? So, I had a good friend, um, a buddy of mine named Tim Cash, who really he was my Paul in my life. He mm. was my discipler. He's the guy that grew me up in my faith when I first came down here to Atlanta. I was former chaplain of the Atlanta Braves. Um, actually leads the church in Loganville now. Mm. Um, and so much of my discipleship journey was under him at different points um, of my life. And <clears throat> I, I think it is good. And I think it is um, really, really satisfying to set goals and to look forward and to work to achieve those goals. The challenge that I think all of us have is, are we tied to the outcome or are we tied to the process? Mm. And if we're only tied to the outcome or expectant on the outcome of, of what we're working for, we miss the beauty of the process and the journey to get there. Mm. And when we can be present and open-eyed and open heart and enjoying the process, however hard or difficult can be while we're still going that. Um, but he told me, he said, hey, don't be tied to the outcome, but be passionate about the process. And when you're passionate about the process, no matter what the outcome is, the journey that you learn, uh, the, the lessons that you've learned on that journey become so much more impactful than the actual outcome. And I think of it even in, in the terms of that game. Um, I really loved the, the grind of the season, you know, and the, the time in the locker room. And, and as I look back, that's what I miss. I don't miss the game. I don't miss playing on a Sunday. I don't miss the, um, you know, the tens of thousands of fans cheering and all that kind of stuff. It's the, it's the practices. It's the time in the locker room with the guys. It's the one-on-one conversations. It's the bus rides. It's the plane rides. Mm. It's the dinner in the hotel. It's the, all this part of the process that was so rich and and that's the things that I really remember about and if we think about anything in our life if we look about us really working towards achieving a goal the actual outcome yes it can be incredibly satisfying um, but understanding the process and being passionate about the process and being present every yeah. single day yeah. that's where the real beauty lies that's where the real real gems and nuggets and, and you know that's where relationship is and that's where and that's and that's where it comes from is from the relationship with the guys so so often a goal that we're achieving is not a relationship yep. a goal we're achieving is an outcome for and, me yeah oh, for what i yeah something and and a, it a either guy and, and, and if you're working towards a goal or an outcome that only benefits you yeah you're dreaming way too small yeah um and and being involved and passionate about the process to get there, that's where the relationships come in. And if I look from my time as being a professional athlete and playing in the NFL to the next decade of starting a company, growing it up into a successful company, um, and the people I worked with and the journey that we went through uh, of the growth, uh, I built a business was built high in custom homes. Uh, and so I was a, a residential custom home builder and mm. I loved the process that the families and there's, you get nothing more personal than, than yeah. building someone's home and to be able to walk alongside a family 
from the moment they're looking at a piece of dirt and helping them see what it could be to the point you're handing out the keys and then, you know, the relationship afterwards. It's it's such a process. And mm. it's the the house was not the outcome. I can drive by neighborhoods now where I've built a bunch of homes and I'm like, man, that was just that was a goal of that. But let me tell you about the family, what was going on with the kids and oh and and you know, at any given point you're working with a couple hundred contractors and then you got the employees of your companies and those are all the things you remember. Now, I I I started that business, grew it. And I don't know if most people remember, but there was just a slight dip in the real estate market around 2008, <laughs> 2009. And so there were some really difficult times yeah. during that in times where the construction industry, which affects so many different things, um, just from finance to banking to yeah. you name it, all of a sudden just took a nosedive. And so you're you're leading a company, leading people, leading families that you're responsible for from a company standpoint through a really difficult time. Mm. Um, and the outcome obviously was, was homes. It was for-profit business. It was, you know, profit and that kind of stuff. But the journey, as I look back now with perspective, so much of what I learned or what God told me through, taught me through that about who I was and my identity and where it lies from being a professional athlete to running a successful business was about the relationships and was about the people and was about the journey that God was taking me through. Um, mm-hmm. And he introduced Gosh. me into global missions after that. And and I look through that and yes, there's an outcome. Yeah. Uh, there's something that's driving every organization that you're partnering with in a global, there's certain outcomes that you're driving with, but it's all about the relationships of the journey of the people. And so much of that really helps shape and define um, your self-worth. Yeah. And, and that's where it really becomes tricky because if your self-worth and your identity is tied to the outcome you're trying to achieve, then whether it's good or bad, it's, it becomes a really tricky slope. If who you are is defined by what you do or who you know, or the achievements that you've had, whether it's financial success, business success, I mean, I've been able to, God has allowed me to be a professional athlete. He's allowed me to, to run a for-profit business. He's allowed me to work at a church and missions. He's allowed me to run a global nonprofit ministry. Yeah. Um, he's allowed me to, to be in leadership in a lot of different areas. And if we're not careful, so much of who we are can be tied to what we do or the successes uh, that we have while we're doing what we're doing. And if we're only invested in the outcomes or where we're going all the time, we really have the risk of missing the beauty of the process where deep relationship is really what, where, where that happens. Uh, after decades of living this, you just, you know, how, 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 um, the focus on how identity affects the relationship mm-hmm. by shifting towards outcomes versus process is a handle and a framework that I've never heard or connected that succinctly of, um, identity. Like it, it, if our identity is tied to the outcomes that breaks relationships indirectly because we're focused on outcomes and not the process and process is relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the pull towards in leadership, and all those successes to that defining you by role outcome, like subtly becoming who you are, which draws you away from relationship, but and away from process towards identity. 
um, I need to unpack that more, but help me unpack that. Like what, what, what was the language with hindsight, uh, that helped you that, that has helped you maintain a solid foundation of that identity amidst all those pools. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you what the world that we live in today, the culture we live in today, the dysfunction of our culture that we live in today, so much of who we are is driven by or can be the risk of it being driven by what someone else says about us or what we do or the achievement we have in while doing that. Um, And you don't, I mean, you don't have to spend two seconds looking on the news or media or anywhere without being defined by who you are, what group you're associated with, yeah. what your achievement successes, you name it. You, I mean, you can go down every single road that you can imagine with that. The challenge is, is the question, not who you are. Mm-hmm. Who you are is a tough question. And, and we as adults, whether, uh, whether we're men or we're women, when you look in the mirror and you ask the question, who are you? What defines you? What defines your self-worth, your, your most intimate um, thoughts, desires, feeling? What? Who are you? Who, who are you? That's a, not an easy question to ask. And that's not an easy question to answer at all. I mean, if you really get gut honest yep. and you ask the question, who am I? Who am I? Am I defined, my worth, my success? Is it, is it because of the family I come in, the family name? Okay, well, what if the family breaks up, something happens tragically? Yep. So all of a sudden, if I'm defined by my family and something tragic happens in my family, then who am I? Yep. If I'm defined by what I do, I'm a professional athlete, I'm a defensive end in the NFL, I'm a business owner, I'm a CEO, I'm a director or manager, what happens if that job goes away? Yep. In the NFL, it always is going to go away, <laughs> not for long. But what happens when that goes away? Who am I then? I've had a chance to work and sit on the board of an organization that benefits special operation forces uh, mm-hmm. over the last decade, decade and a half. So many guys that are coming out of the special operations world, um, they, they, I mean, who are you? Yep. I mean, when that is gone, that can be a tragic tough thing to go through which we spend the first half of our lives unknowingly being drawn to answer that question yeah and to seek fulfillment but you're saying that's the wrong question yeah the the real question is whose are you who owns you who's your ultimate authority who defines you outside of of what you do your family name your successes your failures whose are you see the who are you question is incredibly hard to answer yep and because it can, you can be you can be the king of the world or you can be the bottom of the barrel depending on the outcome yeah. that 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 is driving it. Whose are you is the deep question, and that really who's who is your ultimate authority? Whose are you? Who owns you? Hmm. Who who defines your self worth apart from everything else? And that's that's the beautiful question. And I think of Paul. And Paul wrote so much of the scripture in our New Testament. And Paul had such a, a fascinating life, in my opinion. And he writes these letters to churches either, he's either visited or planting or is getting, going to groups of believers. And, and 
and it, he writes them all in a similar way where he introduces himself at the beginning of the letter. And I love the way he does this. And especially I love it in Romans. In Romans 1, 1, he says, hey, my name's Paul. I'm a bondservant of Christ called as an apostle set apart for the gospel of God. And it's like, hey, that's a quick introduction of who Paul is. Hey, I'm a bondservant of Christ called as an apostle set apart for the gospel of God. Until you really think about what he's saying. Hmm. What's a bondservant? A bondservant is a slave. What does it mean to be a slave? Slave means that you've been purchased. Hmm. You are owned by someone else and you serve at their purpose. Hmm. Hey, my name is Paul. I'm a slave to my God. Hmm. I've been purchased. I am owned. That's huge. And I serve him. Hmm. The second part of that, it's called as an apostle. And the apostles of those days were people who were given authority to speak on Christ's behalf by Christ himself, right? So think about that. Hey, I'm a slave to my God. I've been purchased. The purchase price was his blood. I am owned by him. I serve at his will, and he's given me authority to speak on his behalf. And the last part of that first verse in Romans is set apart for the gospel of God. In Galatians, Paul talks about again, he says, for, for I, he knew me in my mother's womb before I was even born. He knitted me together in my mother's womb, and he has set me apart for uh, this purpose in my life. So Paul, when he's introducing himself, he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a bondservant of Christ. I'm called as an apostle, and I'm set apart for the gospel of God. I'm a slave. I've been purchased. I am owned. I serve at his purpose, and I speak on his authority. He's given me that authority, and he set me apart for that before I was even born. Paul didn't know that until he had perspective on his life. The first half part of his life, he was one of the greatest persecutors of the gospel, the good news, the way. Mm. And now we know him as one of the greatest proclamators of the gospel that ever walked the earth. Mm. And God set him apart for that process before he was even born for that purpose. And an identity is not who you are. It's whose you are. Mm. And when you can really start rocking your foundation of your life and your self-worth into who God says you are, whose you are, then it defines who you are. And it will allow you to navigate the successes and the triumphs of life, good, bad, with with the ability to have a, just a glimpse of perspective of that doesn't define of who I am. Amen. Here's who here's here's who God says I am. Mm-hmm. God says I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am I am loved. I am cherished. I am His child. And when I choose um, uh, to have relationships with other people, they are formed in His image. They are fearfully and wonderfully made. They are loved, and that really starts helping us understand the depth of identity. And when we can rock our foundation of identity into that, that allows us to walk through life and the storms of life and the sunny days of life and not lose that perspective that it's not who I am, but the real question is whose I am. I I love uh, your passion in this. It's a, it's, it's not a light thing you're carrying. Um, also, the emotion in your face as you're just processing that. Unpack the emotion. What, what, what was that connected to? We were designed for a relationship. Mm. We're designed to, to be in deep relationship, authentic relationship with people. And 
there is so much brokenness that we as people often feel that we have to navigate on our own. Mm. And and God says, you are fearfully, wonderfully made. I've made you in my image. And I have set you apart for a purpose in your life. And one of those things in your life is to have relationship and deep, authentic relationship. And there's so many people I know that don't have that. Their identity is swayed by what the world thinks of them or how the world defines them in mm. any given season. And they don't have deep, impactful relationship that can help them navigate and be anchored through those times. And it breaks your heart, yeah. you know, yeah. it just breaks your heart. And it's, it's like, there's, there's such, there's so much more. Yeah. There's so much more. I mean, I've seen, God has allowed me to see some of the most amazing things around this planet of how he's working in the lives of his people and the miracles and the grace and the joy and the laughter of people who have absolutely nothing, mm. but they're some of the richest people I've ever known in my, my life. Mm. And, and all of that comes through this deep relationship uh, mm. that you have with him. But it's this identity of really understanding who you are in Christ mm. and understanding that deeper question, whose you are. Gosh. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful that um, the depths that you've wrestled with this stuff and the unique journey God's had you on to, to give you glimpses of the beauty of whose you are, which brings about a emotion and a passion in you and a bro out of a desire for others to experience mm -hmm. the richness and the peace yeah. and the freedom of what we're looking for in the, and when we move into that, who's and away from the, what, um, and who we are. Um, and, and I, I am encouraged because you've tasted the, the who and what the world can offer in these, in these things. And I didn't see passion the way I saw in your face and, and emotion compared no. to when you were talking about the, ah, oh, but the like Super Bowl and this and that, but man, like, um, yeah, the beauty and power of what he made possible in a relationship and in, in understanding the depth of love as a son and whose you are, uh, is beautiful. I, Zane and Moses, uh, are my oldest twins. They're mm -hmm. turning 12 in a couple months. And last night we were talking, um, and, you know, they're middle school boys and they want Gucci and they don't even know why they're like, and, and they want, you know, and it's like money and fame. And so they were said something last night and I was like, guys, like you gotta trust me, like all the money in the world, all the fame. Cause I'll be like, dad, you have like thousands of followers and stuff. Like, can you give us a shout out? And like, I'm like, guys, you have no idea how wanting that will be like for mm -hmm. fame, success, money. And I was like, and, and I said, I know famous people and I know rich people and they would tell you the same thing guys. And they go, who do you know that's famous? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm meeting with, I'm hanging out with my buddy John tomorrow for a podcast and he played in the Super Bowl and, you know, made lots of money and people knew him and all that stuff. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm going to say thank you. And I want, uh, selfishly, you get to talk to Zane and Moses to wrap up our conversation. <laughs> I want you to leave us. Sometimes I'll, I'll ask a guest to leave, oh. um, thoughts, um, to us as a tribe, and this one, I'm going to be selfish and say, hey, what would you encourage Zane and Moses uh, with in regards to this like thing in them uh, to draw towards this stuff and that the world is even more loud now in their voices and in their heads that they can offer to them? But 
Um, for everybody listening to this, uh, thank you for being a part, being a part of this 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 True Face tribe. And as the summer is happening, as you're probably listening to this, gearing up into the year, we exist to create a toolbox of relational discipleship tools to help you experience this these relationships, which are God has designed us for. So Embark has had a, a six-week study on how to launch or reignite your small group. We have a catalog of small group curriculum um, to help you experience and practice these truths of and, and love each other in community around these truths. And so go to Right Now Media, go to trueface.org. Uh, our hope and our passion is to equip you with tools to experience uh, relationship um, more effectively because it's not easy and it's hard. Um, and I'm thankful for your story of how God has brought different people in different seasons, which have been catalytic to to helping you remember whose you are. Um, and without those guys that I know about who have spoken in your life and that you alluded to some of them, um, those protectors in your life to the currents and the, the weight of the world and successes and all that stuff. I'm thankful for those guys, John, and for your example in that. So leave us with uh, a selfish asset. Talk to Zane and Moses for me, John. What do you want them to hear? <laughs> Zane and Moses, um, listen to your dad. <laughs> um Zane and Moses, never let the world describe who you are. Let the God that created the world describe who you are. Thank you. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. <laughs>